At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you in. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, on a February 3rd. So we're getting closer and closer to Super Bowl. I think it's what? X, V, I, 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 whatever no, it is. Michael no, Lombardi. No, no, it's L, V, Double I. You got this. We got this. LV got this. double I. Where is Marcus double Aurelius I. when you need him with these Roman numbers? I know. I mean, who came up with this, too? We should have a code. Like, why can't we just put the number there? Whatever happened to that? I That tremendous question. And by the way, if we want dirt, not just on the Super Bowl, but the NFL in general, maybe you and I should skip Scottsdale and Phoenix, and we should go straight to Pebble Beach and the AT&T because that's where all the juice is coming right now. Everybody's getting reports from there. First off, Ron Rivera is holding offensive coordinator interviews up at Pebble. That's from what is I understand. He re- oh, he's playing. I didn't know that. He, well, I he lives up there. That. He's got a house up there at Pebble. So Ooh, he's playing. I think he's the nice. only coach playing. So he must feel pretty good about his job security. Think about that. Of course. Why he doesn't have an OC, why? but he's out there swinging the sticks. Um, I would be surprised if he if he hires Eric Bieniemy. I think Eric Bieniemy is going to leave the Chiefs after this game and take an OC job somewhere else. I really just get that feeling. I don't have any knowledge on that. I just get that feeling. Is it the lack of autonomy with the Chiefs? The fact that he's not completely calm yeah, plays at this I point? I think what he wants to prove to people is that he's not just running Andy's offense, that he can do it himself. I mean, I think if I were his agent, that's what I would advise him to do. I mean, that, that happens. Joe Bugle struggled for years to get a head coaching job because he was on that Washington coaching staff, and they felt like Gibbs did everything. Now, eventually he got one. He was the head coach of the Cardinals and then the Raiders for a little bit. But to me, sometimes you have to break away to get away. Yeah, Biennemi's had myriad job interviews for a head coach. So you're right. Maybe he'll have to take an ulterior kind of move. And that would be, but the problem with going to the commanders is you're going to get fired after a year. There's no way Rivera lasts after they go through a change. Like the reason he's sticking around, right? We've talked about his porous record. The reason Rivera's sticking around with the commanders is because there's so much turmoil with the owner. Yeah. I'm surprised. I think we'll, after the Super Bowl, the next big story we'll hear won't be where Aaron Rodgers goes. It won't be, you know, who the Jets sign, it'll be the, the commanders have been sold. I think that's the next big story. For seven-plus billion dollars is the I don't number know the being price, thrown around. But, I mean, I don't think you have to go through any drive through windows anymore once you buy that team. 
<laughs> and you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Another reason, another reason I said the AT&T there up at Pebble, because yesterday he was asked a question and he said, I'm not going to San Fran. So remember, a couple of years ago, San Francisco but, uh, tried right before the draft to trade for him. And now he's saying, I'm not going but, to San but, okay. Fran, that being Aaron Rodgers. But let, let, like, why ask that question? San Francisco has to sign Bosa to an extension. Okay. They have to sign other players. The cap, nobody ever puts the cap into it. Like, nobody ever puts the cap into the question. Like, for San Francisco to sign Rodgers and pay him an enormous amount of money over, even if they went on a five-year deal, it would take away cash from Bosa, who they have to sign. So the Niners are going to be on the, we need one to help us with Trey Lance, especially if Brock Purdy has to go for a surgery but we're going to need one who we can afford. We can't afford him. Like, it's out of our price range. It's like, okay, I can't live there. I'm going to have to live here. Even though I want to send my kids to school over here, I'm going to have to live here. The cap is also, that's kind of a situation with the Raiders, right? We keep on talking about potentials for the the Raiders, but they have to get creative with their cap situation as well. Yeah, I, I, but you know, but once again, in their cap, I think they have like twelve, fourteen million dollars currently right now. But in their cap is their car salary, so you know they're going to get that off their cap, assuming he doesn't get hurt at the Battle of the Network Stars this weekend, you know, and and they'll get that off their cap, and then from there they'll be able to, you know, be able to make some decisions. I mean, right now I think they have like twenty million of cap room, and car counts thirty four into that. So if they eliminated car, you know, now they're going to add another 29 million to the 22 they already have. So they'll have tons of cap room to go out and get whomever they think they should get. Well, if you missed it yesterday in Vegas, Derek Carr had 31 points in the precision passing contest at the Battle of the Network Stars, which I frankly I didn't even know it was, was happening good? yesterday. I didn't but, know it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he joked about the fact that he won't be with the Las Vegas Raiders moving forward, which we all know. Uh, also, the $40.4 million guaranteed three days after the Super Bowl, he could extend that if he wants to. He's not going to. So I don't know what that means logistically, Michael, as far as what needs to happen with the Raiders and Carr. But again, he's owed with the injury the $40.4 million guaranteed three days after the Super Bowl finishes there. Look, I think it's a non-story. The, the Raiders want to make moves when free agency opens up. They need him off their cap as much as they they don't need to extend it. Like at the end of the day, what do the what do you think the Raiders are going to get for Carr? They're going to get some later pick. Maybe if if they I think if they could if they could get a 3 that would be an unbelievable deal. They're they're not getting a 1 or a 2 for Derek Carr. They're going to get a level they're going to get a Saturday pick. You know, mm-hmm. a Sunday pick, I should say. You know, no, a Saturday pick. Right. That's what they're going to get. So they need to get on with their free agent program. They don't want to keep him on the so like him saying he's not extending the deal. Why would they want to extend the deal? Like it's a it's a non-story that became a story because people don't understand the landscape of the National Football League. There's no reason for him to extend. There's no reason for the Raiders to want him to extend. It's either either we can trade you or we can't. I mean, and we need your money to go out and sign A, B, C, and D. So thank you very much. So you think the best the Raiders could recoup for Carr would be a third rounder? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I think if they got that, Dave Dave Ziegler should get executive of the year. I mean, like, look, they they're in a like that's assuming the team wants the contract, right? See, I think the holdup is, you know, they could probably get a pick if somebody just thought that contract was so affordable they'll take it on. But who's going to feel that way? You know, who's going to feel that way? Who's going to feel like, okay, we're going to just go ahead and pay, you know, the $32 million base salary we're going to guarantee and button it up and, you know, no problem. I mean, so the you've question, got to be able to he, feel like that, that's a, you know, that's a deal. Yeah, and, and again, there's many teams, the Panthers, the Saints, the Bucks, the Falcons, the Jets, the Colts, the Commanders. There's going to be a lot of teams in the market potentially, as you mentioned yesterday, to draft or potentially add a vet. So, Car's going to get moved, like you said. For what price will be fascinating to find out. So you're buying a three-year contract, Patrick, that basically is about a hundred million dollars. So you're saying you were devoting about thirty-three million dollars a year towards your cap. Okay, that's not really a rich deal. It's but it is it you know, but you got to have a conviction. 
You got to believe that he can get you to where you want to go. You got to believe that. Or else are you better off going much cheaper? See, I think what's going to happen is they're going to have to release him and somebody's going to come in and offer him a deal with more of incentive type deal. Not pay him that 25, but give him a chance to get to the 33. Follow me? Yep. Absolutely. And Tamiko Ryans was talking about the challenge of putting together the Texans. We mentioned he got a six-year deal, which is awesome for him, a young first-time head coach. Uh, question for you, because they would be open potentially to draft a quarterback. Do you think they will do that, draft one, or continue with Davis Mills? No, I think they're going to draft one. I think they're going to draft one, and I think they, they want to draft one. I think Davis Mills' knees coming out. Remember, Davis Mills was a five-star kid coming out of Georgia who hurt his knee his senior season, right? That helped that, that helped Stanford get him, okay? Then he goes to Stanford, and he hurts it again. He tours, tears his ACL twice. So his knees are not great. It's a concern. I think Davis Mills, for on a third-year deal, this will be year three of his contract, is a really good, valuable backup for Houston as they go get their next player. Okay. Let's see. What else did I have? AT&T Pro-Am. Vegas with the Battle of the Network Stars. Uh, it, it, we, but we highlighted it yesterday. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the injuries. We'll talk about the Super Bowl here in a couple of minutes on the Lombardi line. But we talked about it yesterday. I don't know. Could you ever remember? I, I'll just give you the names again. Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones. That's expiring. Uh, Brady retired. Rodgers may be traded. Derek Carr, we just discussed. Jimmy Garoppolo, Darnold, Wentz, Winston. And then you've got the kids being drafted. And Tannehill kind of – Tannehill is – you know, one of those ones that's kind of sitting there in an awkward position because of a new general manager. Can you ever remember so many quarterbacks in flux? No, I can't. But I'm not sure. Like when you read that list, like where are you going? Like where do you what do you have the most? Uh, where do you have the most conviction of? Mm. Daniel Jones back to the Giants. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about where where the somebody's going to end up. Is who do you have the most conviction with that's going to be a great player for you? I don't understand the question. Well, I mean, like, if you sign this guy, are you going to feel like you can get to the Super Bowl with this guy? Yeah, I guess that's what the general managers have to figure out. Well put. Okay. I mean, that's uh, what I'm asking you. I mean, can can you, would you, I, like, I don't know. Like, You're I the thought, former general you know, manager. I'm just a random dude sitting in Los Angeles. You tell me. Well, I, I, but the reason I'm asking is because I don't feel good about any of them. Like, I think Garoppolo <laughs> could be a good player on a team. I don't, I think Sam Darnold made some improvements, but there's still problems. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I don't trust Daniel Jones. I would never pay Daniel Jones $40 million. I'd go find somebody else. You know, Jameis Winston, I don't trust. I mean, like, uh, tell me where, you know, like, I, I they all Lamar? have problems. Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar, you're not going to get. Lamar, you're not going to get. Lamar's going back. I mean, they're going to put the franchise on him. I, I, I can't imagine them doing anything with Lamar. I can't. He's going to get franchised. He's going to be so bitter if he gets franchised after all of this. Would you trust Rodgers at 39? If I thought he was going to play two more years, yeah, I would. If he's playing one, I don't want to rent him. I mean, that's, not, well, we, that's an expensive rental. Well, we know not the San Francisco 49ers, and the Michael explained. you got to take a look at the cap as well. Okay, we'll go to the Super Bowl. We'll hook you up with the number where it sits on February 3rd and also the injuries to the Chiefs. That's next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's an introductory offer right now over at vsin.com slash subscribe, $9.99. So you're wondering, what do you get? Everything. Everything we offer, Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles, of course, Pro Tools. The Pro Tools include the betting splits, Pro Picks. We're going to send you the picks every day from hosts and guests. So we'll do the handicapping for you. And Pro Tips, you get one an hour on each show. Make sure you sign up right now, vsin.com slash subscribe. Get in there with the introductory offer before the big game, vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi line. It's vsin, the sports betting network. One and a half is the number, Michael. It's kind of settled in there. It hasn't moved over the last couple of days. Philly laying it. Of course, Kansas City opened the favor. We're going to get to some Jerry Jones quotes about the Eagles here in a second, but just wanted to update you on the injuries to the wide receivers there with the Kansas City Chiefs. I doubt he'll make the Super Bowl. That was Andy Reid talking about Michael Hardman. However, Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Toney, he said they're in a good place. So they didn't practice yesterday. You said that didn't surprise you, but those two seem to be in a good place. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be key. Look, and what I wrote about today for Visa Online and 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 go get the subscriber. I mean, like the emails today with all the the talk about the uh, the prop betting and the, the all the games that are going on and uh, college hoops and all that. It's really worth your while. But what I wrote about today was the ability of Andy Reid when you start the game plan as they did here on this bye week. The the game plan's done when they take when they get on that airplane to fly to Arizona. The game plan for both teams is finalized. In fact, I think Steichen for the Eagles has an interview with the Colts on Saturday. It was pre-scheduled because the game plan's all done. And Saturday's come was like an off day for everybody before they head out there. So once the game so when you start to put together your game plan, you 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 before you even go into the game plan meetings, the medical people come to you and say, I, I don't think we're gonna have Hardeman this week. I, I think you, we're going to have Schuster. I don't know how long it'll last, but we'll have him. Reed kind of knows what he's going to have. And then you set the game plan around that. Who's going to be up? Who's not going to be up? Who's going to dress? What do I need to do? So I think to me, he knows he'll have that. So by having that, it gives him a chance to to set the game plan. He needs to have he needs to have Tony, which gives them a, a guy who's very hard to tackle. Tony, for all his off-the-field issues and his inconsistencies with durability, is a very strong runner with the ball in his hands. He'll be tough to tackle for the Eagles. They're going to need that to take some of the pressure off of Kelsey. So, Tony, you've kind of mentioned that. You mentioned that yesterday as well. You look at Tony as kind of the linchpin here of the injuries. Yeah, I do. I think Tony – I think Schmitz Schuster is a nice player – you know, doesn't take the top off the defense, but you know he can win one-on-one matchups. So he's somebody that they trust to throw the football to. They got Scanling to kind of see if they can beat vertical with vertical speed on the outside. So it's a kind of an offset to Kelsey, right? 
So Kelsey's going to draw the coverage. Smith-Schuster gets the second or the third corner. He wins in those matchups. Tony does that too. So it gives them a chance to spread this ball around. But like I wrote about today, this game's coming back to. The more I think about this game, the more I go back to 2019 when Andy Reid's offensive line was a disaster. And that's when he went out and he spent money for Orlando Brown. He, he spent money for Joe Tooney. You know, he drafted Creed Humphrey. He drafted Trey Smith. So he rebuilt this offensive line. My question is, are they good enough to deal with this Eagle front? Because that game was 31-9, to Patrick, and we know the Chiefs were never in that game. And they had Patrick Mahomes. So for all the yeah. con- – well, they got Patrick Mahomes. He can make the difference. No, they had Patrick Mahomes in that game. They had, Ty- they had Tyreek Hill in that game. They just couldn't block him. That, to me, is going to be the story. Yeah, we've discussed, Reed, the lack of halftime adjustments. We discussed, you know, potentially being completely, I don't know how to say it, his son going through the accident just days before the Super Bowl. There was a lot going on there. And I believe at the time, Michael, Mahomes was dealing with the toe injury. So without that offensive front, the toe injury he was dealing with at the time, there just a lot that stacked up against him. But Reed did not adjust in that game. Nor did he plan that game. Like, he had Reamers playing left tackle, you know, and, and the only survivor from that game in the offensive line is Wiley, the right tackle. Reamers, the left tackle, he didn't really give him any help. So, it, you know, it wasn't like they – and they couldn't block him. They couldn't block him. They never got control of the line of scrimmage. They couldn't block him. And then when Mahomes had a throw, they did a good job of containing him in the pocket. And it became a problem, and they, they shut him down. They held him to nine points, and that's with a you know. So let's dispel some myths here. They held him without a bye, right? You know, Andy Reid coming off a bye is great. Well, that was off a bye. I'll give you another one off a bye. The Tennessee Titans this year, they're coming off a bye against Tennessee. They scored 20 points. Remember, it. that's a 17-10 to 10 game, and Mahomes has to run the ball twice on the final drive of the game to get it to overtime. Now, they, they moved the ball up and down the field, but they couldn't make enough plays. They had 19 third downs in that game. He got sacked four times. So that game, that that game, the Tennessee game, the Tampa game, that has me the most worried. And then the four Cincinnati games, where when you watch those four Cincinnati games, Cincinnati's offense, defensive front, dominates the Kansas City offensive line. You're going to have to do it through gritted teeth if you're leaning the Philadelphia Eagles for your play. Now, we're not going to give that out now, obviously, uh, that would be that would be well premature, but Michael Lombardi's official Super Bowl pick will come here on the Lombardi line uh, and vcin.com, vcin, the sports betting network. So we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit, but well put. And, and the injuries, the Tony injury is one that Michael keeps focusing on. That's something to take note of. Okay, how the Eagles have built this team. I think this is a fascinating clip. Let's go ahead and play it. Jerry Jones says the Eagles bet it all to win this year. You completely disagree. Let's first hear from Jerry Jones. I'm reluctant, even though by nature I'm a wildcatter. <laughs> Anybody that thinks I won't take a chance has misread the tea leaves. Okay, But I do think longer term, and I'm real hesitant to bet it all for a year. And uh, there's a lot of things that can happen for that year. In essence, we're seeing a couple of teams that have had some real success putting it all out there and uh, paying it, paying for it later right. in Philadelphia and San and uh, really uh, Los Angeles. Uh, don't think that doesn't pop my head and get my eye as far as doing it, and I know how to do that. And uh, so uh, uh, it's uh, it's again, it's a part of. Uh, uh, what you uh, put in that computer and uh, what comes out, and we'll see, we'll see how uh, it comes. But uh, that's pretty impressive to have two teams in the last two years empty the bucket and get to the Super Bowl. But you're drafting development. But if you miss, you miss. It is a uh, long go. On the other hand, he's being—he's obviously I, I, being condescending and bitter. I mean, I get him on the Rams. He's completely accurate on the Rams. I don't get the analogy on Philadelphia. Like, what move has Philly made that made them go all in? They haven't signed the quarterback to an extension. Yeah, they have some older players on their team. Brandon Graham's not going to be on their team next year. They've got good young players behind them. Fletcher Cox's not going to be on the team next year. But they've got Jordan Davis, who they drafted. You know, so they've got some older guys on the team, but they didn't really sink their, didn't mortgage their future to get them. I mean, here's the reality. The Eagles enter the offseason with cap space. The Cowboys have to cut players to get under the cap 
or redefine players. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. Like, I don't – I think he's missing it. They rebuilt the offensive line basically with with all young players. They drafted Kelsey's replacement in the second round in Cam Jurgens last year. So that line's going to come back. They may not have a right tackle for Lane Johnson, but they got two number one picks this year. So I'm sure they could find one. They got rookie. They got young players. That, they have young players in the backfield. They have young players. They they signed. They, they traded a pick for Brown. That wasn't expensive. I mean, I I think they've done a really good job of of winning. I think they've done a great job of building their team around a rookie quarterback contract. Where Jerry has problems is he's overpaid for a quarterback and he's overpaid for Zeke, who he tells everybody's going to be back on the team. But also, Jerry's talking about going all in to win a championship or a long-term plan. Well, one thing we do know, he's executing a long-term plan. He hasn't won a Super Bowl since 96, right? So this has been a th- I, almost a 30-year long-term plan. Conference champi- I, I think he hasn't been to a conference championship game since 96. I, I mean, Elliot can look that up, but I think it's been a long time since they've been to the Final Four. I mean, they, they and he's and through those years, he's gotten in the Hall of Fame. Well deserved to be in the Hall of Fame as an owner for what he's done for the advancement of the franchises of the team. But I mean, let's face it, Jimmy Johnson was the architect behind those Super Bowls, and Barry Switzer got in the car and drove it to the final one before it crashed. Yeah, that just sounded bitter because, like you said, you feel like the Eagles are set. Yeah, yeah, complete jealous. jealousy. Where it, where I mean, is Eagles, he, by the way? Where he's always ready, and there's always a swarm of reporters ready to ask him questions. I think he might like, have been at the. He could have been at the Senior Bowl. He could have been scouting down there. Okay, well, he good might for have him been, if he was. I mean, he might yeah. have been. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but like I think to me, it's it's. I, I think it's a mischaracterization. Like the Rams are all in. Like okay, if the Rams lose Stafford in September of next year, and they dig the hole deeper this year thinking they can come back, right? Then they're going to have a hard time getting out of it. Now, I think the Rams will sign a backup just to protect themselves, but I still think it'll be hard. Sour grapes, though. You're down at the Senior Bowl scouting for the future and a team you're kind of not necessarily clowning, but the Eagles going all in. Like Michael Lombardi said, no, they're set up for success for many years to come. Interesting from Jerry Jones. When we come back, a matchup spotlight for the Super Bowl. The Eagles O-line versus the Chiefs D-line. Next, here at Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the big game means big plans for VSIN. VSIN will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts break down the game. You're not going to want to miss any of VSIN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSIN's Final Countdown, and VSIN Primetime action all live from Radio Row starting next week. For betting splits, expert picks, and big game props, head to vsin.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. Okay, so the crew heads out to Phoenix next week leading into the Super Bowl as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. Uh, How about this? This is interesting. Let's do a little spotlight, and that is the offensive front there for the Eagles, which is awesome, against maybe, Michael, an underrated defensive front with Chris Jones, obviously, one of the best in the world. Karloftis, the rookie, Frank Clark. Uh, the Chiefs got it done against the Bengals when it mattered. We'll start on the Eagles, though. You've got Jason Kelsey, who's an all-timer. Lane Johnson, those are two first-team all-pro guys. Uh, Landon Dickerson, this is just a tremendous front for the Eagles. It is, and you know they can run block and they can drop back pass protect too. And so the challenge is going to be, you, you know, when you play Philly, you've got to be very athletic and fast in your front. Your linebackers have to be really fast. Now, if Gay is healthy and he can play, that helps. Becton's fast. So you've got to be able to pl- defend the middle of the field with, with physicality and have the speed on the edges, which they do. With Clark, he can run. Kalafkas can run. You know, they'll bring Carlos Dunlop. He comes in off the bench, and he can make some plays. So, you know, they match up. You know, the the this challenge is going to be, can the Chiefs cover? Can the Chiefs cover on the back end? Can they can they play the receivers? Now, it's the Eagles have good receivers, good yards after the catch receivers. And, look, the, the Chiefs were able to kind of hang in there against the Bengals. Nobody's as good as Jamar Chase. They did that in that game. He made one play even when he was double covered. So, a lot of this is going to be, can they stop the run? Can they get control of the game in the run game? 
one of the things I wrote about today that you have to understand about the Chiefs' defense is they are all about creating negative plays. Spagnola is dialing up neg- – he's trying to dial up a way to create a second and 16, a third and 19. He, whether he blitzes, whether he zone blitzes, whether he creates a, a havoc, that's, that's kind of the intent of what they do. And when they do that, they give up some big plays at times, as we've seen. So that's the chess match. I think the Eagles haven't played San Francisco – will feel like this won't be as tough as San Francisco, but it will be still tough. Rushing touchdowns for the Eagles. They're first in the NFL at 32. Rushing yards per game. Of course, we're talking about that front, 147.5 yards per game. So that's fifth in the NFL. So, I mean, the numbers are awesome. What did you see specifically as far as the Eagles' offensive line against that great commanding 49ers defensive front? Well, they made a couple adjustments. They ran away from the weak side, so they were able to get away from the safety in the eight-man front, and they and they went to game well, which gave them a faster, more explosive back, and that really helped them, especially kind of loosen up some things. You know, they were struggling a little bit early to get it going, but once they kind of found where they needed to go with their running game, I, I don't think Kansas City's worried about Hurts running to beat them. I think they'll defend them. The speed of Kansas City can handle it. Uh, I mean, obviously, Hurts is – is is certainly a dev, a tough runner, and you got to handle him and tackle him. But I think in this game, I think what's going to happen in this game is Kansas City's going to feel like, hey, if we can eliminate the big play, the explosive play down the field with the receivers, put him in a lot of third downs, we'll have an opportunity as long as we don't give up that big chunk yard play. That's what they have to guard against. That's what makes Philly's offense get going. Now, he's going to have the benefit, Jalen Hurts, of two extra weeks here, but – did he seem completely healthy to you against the 49ers? Because even on some of those yeah. runs, it looked like he was running quite gingerly. Yeah, I thought he was too. And I didn't think he had the accuracy on the deep ball, you know. And I thought San Francisco did a good job of covering their receivers. I really did. I thought San Francisco did a nice job of matching up. San Francisco wasn't intimidated by their receivers. And they didn't feel like they had to get their best corner on their receiver. They went right in there. They went right in the grill, and they took a cha- they took a challenge on them. And the game got kind of out of hand a little bit. I mean, look, let's yeah. face it, the second half Philadelphia, they're still trying to throw it. Why, I don't know. But they were still trying to throw the football. I mean, they were still trying to throw the ball in the second half, and they were having a hard time completing passes. You know, I knew they would start the game off throwing to get the lead, but I, I, I felt like once they got – once Johnson left the game and the game was over, I thought for sure that would be the end of it. And, you know, that they would just run it on every single play. They didn't do that. You know, they really didn't. And, look. The 49ers turned it over in the red zone, and they ran it in for the one touchdown with Boston. So that was a 21-7. to And that long drive was benefited by, I didn't really think it was, the defensive holding call, you know, on inside on, on uh, uh, when they called it on number, what was it, what, number seven? Yeah, they called it on uh, uh, the kid they drafted in the first round, the safety. Anyway, they called it Ward. They called it on Ward. No, they didn't call it on Ward. They called it on uh, – We'll, we'll, we'll uh, find it. Jimmy. You know, they called it on Ward. They called it on Ward. Jimmy Ward. That's they who they called, called it on Ward. On. It seems they like with it on the Eagles, Jimmy Ward. It seems like what the Eagles do, Michael, is they'll take the Devontae Smith and then AJ Brown, and it and it's almost like you can see it coming. But they just go routes. They just take those shots with those deep routes off the runs, right? So they're constantly. They want to doing... run those over routes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they want to run those over routes. I mean, look, they they got. The first drive of the game last week, they go 11 plays, and we know the one first, they got four first downs, and we know that one of those plays they should have challenged. Then after that, they went three and out, three and out, four and out. They didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. And then that 14 play drive, which was benefited by, they got seven first downs. But there was, you know, well, there was eight, there were eight penalty yards in that game that made it all the difference in the world, right? I mean, they, they got a couple first downs on penalties in that drive. And then, and then when they got the ball at the at the San Francisco with a with what they get the ball at a minute eleven to go at the San Francisco thirty and they ran it in from there, so you know they were able to do that and the game was over. Then on the other side, it's all, it seems like with the Chiefs' defensive front when it mattered most, you can specifically think about that Chris Jones sack on Joe Burrow late when the Bengals had an opportunity. First off, we should focus on Chris Jones for a little bit. Inside defensive front, fifteen and a half sacks this year. He's right up there as far as your best defenders in football. He's unbelievable. Right, this game's going to feature the best inside rushers we the league has to offer. Hargrave, 
double-digit sacks. Chris Jones, double-digit sacks. It's not easy getting sacks from the inside. It's a challenge to get go in there and get sacks and get pressure. And Jones is outstanding. He's one of the best players on the field in that area. He can handle it. He makes a ton of plays. Uh, you know, he's hard to block. He looks offsides. If you watch him closely, he looks his helmet looks to be in the neutral zone on almost every play. He gains the line of scrimmage. He's good, hard to block. He's physical, and he's hard to throw the ball over. And they're going to have to do a really good job of keeping Hurts in the pocket. Their edges have got to do a good job. I thought San Francisco did a great job of not running past the quarterback. Once they got even with Hurts in the pocket, they closed it down, and they did a really good job in that area. Speaking of which, I meant to ask you about this. Lane Johnson. So Brian Baldinger, who's been a guest on the show many times, he does a great job breaking down tape. He was talking about Lane Johnson has exceptional quick twitch muscles. And so his ability to get off uh, as the ball is being snapped. But many were he pointing looks offsides out Lane, every play. He was offsides. He looks offsides every play. He's not, but he, he looks like he is. He's wired to the football. It's incredible. Do, yeah, it, he's, that that that's got to be innate, right? That skill to be just yeah. I mean, he's got that, remember. So understand Lane Johnson's trajectory, right? So coming out of high school, nobody really recruited him. He was a big, skinny kid. Went to Oklahoma as a tight end. He didn't really start to play offensive line until almost his senior. It was really never. A, a, I mean, he was never really a, a, a highly recruited kid. Kind of was there, and eventually he became the starter at Oklahoma at left tackle. He's gone through some issues off the field. He's overcome those in terms of his own personal health. And he's been able to – he's not always been the most durable player, but he is very athletic. And that athleticism and what what he's pay, playing with with that groin is really problematic. Now, you could see it was affecting him in the San Francisco game. And once they got the lead, they got him out of there. I think this will be a hard game for him in, in this one if he's got to go the entire way. Is that something that he can shoot up – they'll shoot him up before the game and hopefully get you know, one more? I don't know. I, I got to think they could. You know, I think he certainly would do anything he has to do to play in this game. My, my sense of it is, is that, you know, once you, they when he started out the game slowly, maybe he didn't take a shot, but then he started playing a little bit better. And maybe he did. I, I don't know the answer to that. It's always hard to predict that stuff. And then finally, the right in the middle of it, J- Jason Kelsey, where you have the best of both worlds, you have somebody that strong but somebody that mobile as well at the center position, you can just do so much. Well, I, I think the challenge here for Kelsey is not the physical challenge in terms of playing the game. It's the chess match between Spagnola and Kelsey. Understanding, because unlike most teams, Kelsey runs the protection schemes at the line. If you In, 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 in Las Vegas, the quarterback's in charge of that. Brady's in charge of that. that. That's always been, it's a little bit. And so because of that, he's got to be able to understand what Spagnola's doing. He's got a great feel for what the blitzes are, what they're trying to lure you into. The chess match of the game, especially chief defense versus Philly offense, starts with Kelsey versus Spagnola. Going to be fascinating. Two great fronts. The Eagles up front on offense. Also the Eagles up front on defense, frankly, and the Chiefs up front on defense when we come back prop spotlight super bowl props versus regular season averages that's next here at lombardi line at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM customers, pay attention because we, if you have a friend or again, if you have an enemy, anybody in your life and you want to earn $50, here's all you have to do. It's BetMGM's Refer Friend Program. So you sign into your BetMGM account, you click on the Refer Friend Program link, you send your friend an invite when they accept you get 50 bucks they get 50 bucks okay so you can share the excitement at betmgm and get 50 dollars in bonuses for you and a friend or just you and a colleague uh, all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements 1-800 gambler if you have an issue got to be 21 years or older promotional offer not available mississippi and nevada as we welcome you back we've got coming up in about 14 minutes Vinny maliulo from behind the book there at the south point the hall of famer will join and talk about the Super Bowl, of course, forthcoming. Uh, right now, let's take a look. Adam Burke wrote a very interesting article about the Super Bowl props that you can find for VEASAN pros. Adam Burke does a great job comparing Super Bowl props uh, to the regular season averages. You can go dig through this and kind of put together your own prop betting. Again, the sponsor of this show, Michael Lombardi, BetMGM, has over 300 individual props that you can bet on so far in the Super Bowl. So, again, they may even add more. Uh, but we'll start. We'll start with the two big names, and that's Mahomes and Hertz. And we'll start with Patrick Mahomes. So uh, passing yards prop is set at 290 and a half, 115 up and down. His regular season average for passing yards was 308.8, Patrick Mahomes. They've got him set at 290 and a half. First blush, you see that number, and what's your reaction? Uh, go over. I, I think he's go got to go over. You know, I mean, I wrote this today. He threw 68 passes against the Tennessee Titans, 68. You know, they couldn't run the ball. on Nobody runs. Nobody could really run the ball on Tennessee, right? Like, nobody could run the ball. He went back to pass 68 times in that game, you know? And to me, you know, when they, when he, when they, when you take away the Chiefs run, like the Bengals did, the Bengals lined up in a, basically they lined up in a, in a, in a, a, a bare front. They covered up both the guard and the center. They had somebody play on the outside. So they were in a five-man defensive front. Same thing Philadelphia did against the, against the 49ers. They lined up in this five-man front and said, okay, if you're going to run it, it's going to be hard. You're not going to be able – you can't block one-on-one against these guys. So you got to have to throw it. We want Purdy to throw it. We want – you know, and with Mahomes, you want him to throw it because you feel like he's injured. You don't want to get them in a down and distance where they get ahead of the down and distance chains, and you don't, and you want them to have to move around in the pocket and see if you can take away the receiver. So, like he did against Tennessee, the way I see this game going, I think he's going to have to throw for over 290 yards to win it. Interesting, interesting, because they dropped it what 18, 18 yards off his regular season average. You take a look at Jalen Hurts, and they matched it up essentially to his regular season average. So in the regular season, Jalen Hurts averaged 246.7 through the air, and the passing yards prop is set at 246.5. So 115 up and down, essentially his regular season average. 
Right. And so I think the reason they did that, why the disparity between Hurts and Mahomes is because when you break Philly down, Philly's run defense is a vulnerable, right? You, the teams have run the ball. They averaged 4.6 against them. They were able to run the ball. You know, they they allowed 15 touchdowns in the run game. So, you know, you can run the ball in theory on Philly. And, you know, oftentimes the, the book on Andy Reid is force him to run it, lighten the box, play coverage, dare him to run it, see if he'll run it. He'll get He'll run it early, but he'll get bored. He'll just start calling passes. That's the book on Reid. You know, that's the book on Zach Taylor. Load the box early, lighten it up, and then he won't. He'll just keep calling passes. And so for Philly, if her, if Mahomes is not healthy, and they have if Kansas City can get balanced with Pacheco running, that takes some of the pressure off the receivers, which I think Philly wants to put it on. It it allows their defensive line to take over the game. You brought up Pacheco, so let's talk about Isaiah Pacheco, the the running back there with the Chiefs. It, it looks like he's never going to get tackled. He's one of those runners. Marion Barber was the same way, where he's just so violent. He looks like he's never going to get tackled, but again, against the Bengals, so maybe we can use this as a litmus, Michael. Against the Bengals, he had 10 rushes for 26 yards, so a 2-6 average, which is surprising. Uh, his regular season average, Pacheco, was 488 They've set the number at BetMGM in the Super Bowl at 49.5 for Pacheco. They think the Eagles' run defense is going to – the book is telling you that the Eagles are going to run – that the run defense for Philly is not as good. But the run defense for Cincinnati was better, but Cincinnati in the playoffs and when you watch the first game, Cincinnati allowed them to run the ball. Cincinnati was going to stop them from throwing it. But what Lou Amaromo did was change the front. So he changed the front on them. So he got into a he got into a reduced front. He covered up the guards, and he said, "Okay, block five on five. You block them. See how you do." I don't know if I, I mean Philly could take that course, but Philly's got to feel comfortable that they can win on the outside with their corners. Philly wants to play zone behind that. They want to match their zone with that. So we shall see. I mean, Riddick was listed as a linebacker in the in that game, but he's really not. He's a down defensive lineman. So we'll see. I, I think it'll if Pacheco gets going. I think it certainly helps Kansas City's offense. I really do because he runs violently and he takes the pressure off Mahomes. But like I said, when you watched him play against Tennessee, he ran the damn – I mean, Mahomes threw the ball 68 times in that game. I know it went to overtime. I understand that. But, you know, they, he was trying. They And they moved the ball up and down the field. They just couldn't get it in the end zone. And they got too many third downs. They couldn't make an explosive play, which is what I think Jonathan Gannon is going to want to try to do to him. Okay, so rush yards for Pacheco is 49 and a half in the Super Bowl. That's performance. Let's talk about philosophy. The regular season rush attempt average for Pacheco was 10 attempts a game. The rush attempts for the Super Bowl has been set at 11 and a half. So a rush and a half over his regular season average. That's philosophy now. What do you think? Do you think the Chiefs will rush him that much? Knowing Andy Reid, no. But I think, <laughs> you know, knowing Andy Reid, no. I think they're going to have a hard time running run block in this front. What concerns me the most about this game, what are the Chiefs really bad at doing? Converting third and short. Why? Because they have no physicality and they don't have a tight end that can block. We can call Kelsey a tight end. That's great. Perfect. He's a great wide receiver. He's not a tight end. They don't block him on the edge. They easy release him and get him on a safety. So they have a hard time knocking you off the football. They have a hard time knocking you off the ball. And the Eagles know that. The Eagles know that they could lighten the box like Tennessee did and still play the run. So I, I think to me, 11, do I think he'll run more? No, I think Andy's going to throw it more. I, I think Andy's going to throw it a bunch in this game. Well, if he does, that brings us to Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey, as far as receptions, his regular season average, he caught six and a half balls a game. In the Super Bowl, they've got the number set at seven and a half for Kelsey. You going over or you going under? Over. Over. Over seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. You can get plus yeah, I think, 115 I think, look, you're, on that too. Look, Andy Reid's smart enough to know his best players have to play their best. He's got to get the ball to Kelsey. Every which way he can, he's got to get the ball to Kelsey. Kelsey's the guy that can make the most difference in the game. Now, look, Gardner Johnson is a good coverage guy, so we'll put him on him. But I think they're going to take their chances. This Kelsey is not a tight end. He's a receiver. He's a hard matchup. You say, well, the Eagles have safeties that can cover. This is not a, this is not a tight end. This is not, Kelsey's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's a great wide receiver, and he's hard to tackle. 
he'll get open against Gardner Johnson. He'll get open against him. By the way, his receiving yards, so we just talked about reception set at 7.5 for Kelsey. Receiving yards, he averaged 78.7 on the regular season, right near his average, 79.5 for the Super Bowl. 79.5 I think for Kelsey. I, I would lean towards over there. I think he's got to have – look, for the Chiefs to win in my mind, and I haven't handicapped the game thoroughly, but for the Chiefs to win in my mind, Mahomes has got to play great and Kelsey's got to play great. I mean, I think that's really got to happen. I think there's no doubt about that. That's got to happen. I just want to see one thing, Patrick, real quick. I, I mean, one of the the reason I'm referring to this Tennessee game so much is because the Tennessee front mirrors the Eagle front in right. terms of they're their, their hard to handle, the way they block, the way they could take away. Now, the Tennessee plays better run defense, but, you know, they, they, they do that. Kelsey in the Tennessee game, in the Tennessee game, was targeted 17 times, had 10 catches wow. for 106 yards. Wow. Wow. 17 targets. And you have to think just human nature. Reed's not going to leave this game without unloading the chamber on one of the, look, this is one of the great, you call him a tight end, receivers of all time. You're not going to get out of that it game really and say, is. I wish we would have thrown I, the ball I, I more to Kelsey. I don't say that disrespectfully to Kelsey. No, I think not. he's great. I just think to me, if you understand football, if you understand how people game plan football, they don't look at Kelsey as a tight end. They see him as a receiver. So when he's out there with three other receivers, they're in they're in dime. They're in nickel. They're in dime. They're, they don't they want to match up with the they don't want to get caught in a bad situation. So seventeen targets against the Titans? Wow. Yeah, seventeen. Caught ten passes. Smith Schuster had twelve targets. The longest play Kelsey made in that game was twenty three yards. What were the what, what were his receiving yards in that game? 106. Okay, he cleared the seven and a half on receptions. And that it was <laughs> yes. it was a different way. It was how we got to control. That's what I think they have to do to beat Philly. To offset no, their a, offensive line against Philly, they got to throw it and control it. That's a great comp. When we come back, Vinny Maliulo from behind the book there at the South Point joins us here on the Lombardi Line. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. At Bed Three Six Five, twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.